Welcome everybody to the Spawn of Me podcast. This is episode 192 of our show. I'm your host, Khalif Adams, and I'm joined this week and every week with my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow. He is not here this week. Cicero Bartholomew Holmes, we wish you lots and lots of love. See uh, you taking the week off and hanging out and chilling and all that good stuff while here slaving after this computer. <laughs> nah, we, we love you. We, we'll see you next week. Uh, also, hanging out with us, chilling with us, rocking the microphone. It is my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, the man who makes new emotes look suave. It is that man, Sharif Contangelo Jackson. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, man. And even 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 though C is not here, I can still hear his voice. Um, I feel like his voice just resonates all throughout. So I definitely hear him still screaming about something. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, sh- shout out to uh, C and uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's been a good week, man. Like it's, it's it's been some weird like hot days and cool days and kind of back and forth. Um, so you know, as as you guys know, I'm a tutor, so I'm going from house to house. There's a lot of sick kids and sick parents because the because the uh, weather is going back and forth. So I'm just trying to maintain it um, and just rock these uh, vitamin C pills and uh, keep it moving. Yo, people have been the worst at work. People have just been on some like, I'm going to just do drive-by coughings and just be like, ow, ow, and just <laughs> roll up on people and just walk past them and sneeze and don't hold their mouth. It's gross. I'm just like, what's wrong with y'all? Have you no manners? Have you no couth? No yeah. couth? Anyway, we are also chilling with the Duchess of Diversity from I Need Diverse Games, from All the Dopeness. From the dope packs panel that we put up on our YouTube channel, from <laughs> <laughs> we have Cipher of Tears, Tanya to pass. How are you doing, Tanya? What's up? I'm good. I'm I'm commiserating with you on all the technology issues after uh, upgrading my video card and having all the weird ass stream problems. Oh my god! It is if if people didn't. I wish everyone could like see my face when I come back home <laughs> on a like right after work on a Thursday. Cause it's literally like if you had like like the Roadrunner feet in the cartoon, me trying to run through and fix everything that's kind of broken. Because Windows is a son of a mother sucker. I don't know. I hate it. Thanks for losing that endorsement. Uh, Thanks. Sorry, mother suckers. I apologize. Oh, you meant oh you meant Windows. You did, oh, yes. I thought you were talking. Bill about Gates it. listens to our show, and he's gonna be wait, like, "Damn it!" Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, I just noticed something. Tanya with this dope ass Twitch mug. Dude, she just taking sips off this Twitch mug, just chilling with this dope ass Twitch. Oh, okay, fine. And the bag behind I mean, me. I mean, she, what? Look at it. Look at it. I mean, Plop. she gave a dope Twitch talk, so she deserves a dope Twitch mug. You know? It's true. It's, it's true. It's true. Let, let her cook, man. <laughs> can, can people can people find that on on the uh, I Need Diverse Games uh, Tumblr and things? Uh yeah, it's my pinned tweet. I put it up on my site, which is cyphertier dot com, and. Uh, I'll probably, I'm trying to get the actual video or see if I can download it from the Twitch office page and put it on my YouTube. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fantastic. Again, like, if you haven't seen that, you need to go check that out. Uh, Because Tanya killed it, as usual. I will Um, give you a link. Yeah, word. Link that in the chat. Um, We have to thank everybody again for hanging out with us this, this week. Uh, everyone who's watching us on Twitch, everyone who is listening to us in podcast world uh, for listening to us this week and last week when we had Ben Hall Miller on the show. 
uh, who hung out with us from the Madden team and talked about a lot of cool stuff. Like, I think with this week having all the political drama around the NFL uh, and all the uh, kneeling, standing, sitting and crying and whining from sides that deserve to shut the hell up. Um, it's been it was really cool to kind of have Ben on the show to like, you know, give some perspective on just how some of the workings goes on with the NFL and, and things like that. So and with the Madden team as well. So, you know, shout out to Ben for one listening and hanging out with us uh, for as many shows as he has uh, for be- and for being a listener of the show. He's like a legit listener for, of what we yeah. do. Um, so that's that's amazing. Um, a couple of quick announcements. Uh, we are almost at. 50 subscribers oh wait a minute we're actually we just hit 50 subscribers on on our twitch channel so that's yeah. awesome Sweet. So, thank you everyone thank you so thank you to everyone who's who's uh helping us out on that end and supporting us there uh we just got our emotes up uh all of us have an emote which is super dope we also have like two slots actually because i usually get five as soon as you be- become a partner on twitch um, so we don't have one that's being used in that allotment. And since we just hit 50, we get another one. So uh, what I would love and we would love is that you kind of tell us what you want as the next emote. I have an idea for one that I kind of want to do, but there's another slot that's open that I would love for people to kind of just share about what they want uh, in Bricago about what we want. I saw Deanna uh, Nani J Cool on Twitter said that she wanted a thrust or bust. Uh, or a thruster as one of our emotes. And I don't know if that just looks like a, a end of a blunt on fire. I don't know what that actually looks like, <laughs> what a thruster emote would look like. But um, it would be pretty cool uh, to have that be a thing. So, again, everybody, thank you so much for all that stuff. I don't, wouldn't um, that violate the TOS? I, what, the blunt or the or the thruster? The blunt. <laughs> I've seen so many random ratchet ass emotes on Twitch. I see stuff that I don't know yeah. should be on Twitch. So I think we there's like yeah. almost there's like fornication emotes and a whole bunch of other stuff with cartoon characters doing things to other cartoon characters' bodies. It's nasty. And there's also like an emote of uh, Paris Lily from Gamertag's face, and which should, should be banned. Be, uh, banned as well. Wow, that should be banned by that should yeah. be banned from all things. Yes. I, I, I yeah, agree. We should with ban that. that. Yeah, if next time <laughs> ratchet emotes, <laughs> ratchet emotes, word, word. We should figure. You know what? That should be the tag. No, that should not be the tag for our emote. <laughs> no, it should no. be hashtag som s o m emote. No, we'll yeah, make that, we'll make that. We'll make that the. No, we need a we'll ratchet that hatchet. That's what we need. Oh God, that would be so many things that get cut off of that. I don't know. That's like. <laughs> This the spawn of me sponsored by Cardi B. Like, no, I don't want this. Look, I almost made Tanya <laughs> almost spit out. <laughs> I hate you right now. <laughs> I mean, we we can try to get her as a guest. You never know. What would we talk to Cardi B about? I mean, you know. I mean, I, I'm probably making money move. Man. Went to a place that she used to work at once, but that's it. Look, I don't I'm know. Don't be shaming nobody. I'm just saying they're. Th- there are a I lot of people. Anybody? There's there's a lot of people that have gaming backgrounds. You know, like you never know what people do at their spare time. They when they out on tour, you know, they might be gaming in their little tour buses, man. I want to know what gamer score never. Cardi B has. I want to know what her favorite like gaming achievement would be, dude. 
Don't put it past her, man. I'm telling you. I'm not I'm telling you. Hey, people be gaming. I want. There's a lot of people who I think would be in in like non-conventional gaming circles that I would love to have on the show. Like I, I want to have some more. Like we talked about it last week. I would love to have some some NFL, NBA sports players on on the show. Uh, I would love to get some political people on the show to talk about some gaming stuff. You know, there's a lot of people who I think we don't think of as gamers or people who yeah. play. Who would exactly. definitely have fun on on Spawn of the That's what I'm saying. I know who'd be cool to have is um, who the senator or the representative that spoke at PAX West about gaming. Oh, I can't remember their name, but I know who you're talking about. And I'm blanking on the name too, but uh, our friend Jessica Price uh, did the intro. Mike Selinker, who runs PAX Dev, uh, did the interview. Okay. Yeah. I mean, hey, we might be able to reach out to those folks and, and see what the deal is with that. Um, so maybe. I, and that's the thing I would that's the thing I really want the community to kind of go after too. It's like if there are people who you want to have on the show or people that you think we're missing. We had a really good e- um email this week um from a listener who was basically asking us on the heels of the Pewdie of the PewDiePie discussion um if we had other people from overseas right. uh who are on the show to listen to, or who want to talk about this kind of stuff too cuz he thought you know he didn't say that anything was kind of missed in translation but he was wondering if some things that were, uh, were kind of uh, missed in, 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 the, in the grand scheme of things. Um, and it was a great email because the problem I told him, I was like, the logistics are really hard for us to get people overseas because of the time differences in the, way, in the times that we actually record. So um, yes. usually anybody overseas, we do that stuff on the weekends and it's hard to even do those. So um, word, we'll figure it out. Keep telling yeah, us who I, you want. I, I mean, we, we like have our share of uh, overseas guests though so so they and, and and like they have added some great perspective i mean like you know like we you know uh jay from black girl gamers comes to mind in the uk mm-hmm. and madiba um, um yeah yeah yeah, yeah ex, ex, exactly and um i know we had uh mike bithel on yep. you know um who actually i think we need to get on again uh, yeah we definitely have to get mike because, like, sub, back on. because sub sub space circular is a pretty dope um, indie game that they just surprise dropped. Yeah, and his podcast is actually d- doing really well as well. So yeah, you know. Well, speaking of that, let's let's kind of dig into the the meat of the show. And I know that we've all been again playing a whole bunch of stuff because the 2017 don't stop. 2017 is the ditty of gaming. Can't stop, won't <laughs> stop. It continues <laughs> to just push out content as much as any bad boy album in '97 or '98, maybe. Right. Um, I did not have to walk over a bridge to get these games, but I'm sure many other people did. If you get that reference, then you are down. Yeah, that's right. Um, Tanya, I know you've been playing a whole bunch of stuff. What are you, what have you been playing and, and, and sharing on your streams and things? Let's see. Um, I played a very cute game called Luna and the Moonling. It's an indie game by Greyborn Studios. Um, it's, it's adorable. It's a platformy, puzzly game, and you are a little brown girl, so that made me happy. Uh, nice. And so they reached out and they were like, here, we want you to play it and enjoy it. And then they gave some keys. And so we actually did a giveaway on the I Need Diverse Games channel. And it was cute. I'm, I'm not the best at puzzle games. I got real frustrated because uh, the build I was playing hadn't updated because they realized how bad that section I got stuck on was, but I got past it. Um, Destiny 2, obviously. Uh, Malvent in the chat and I have been playing that. I've been trying to get my uh, light level up to do some of the raid stuff. And then I thought about your tweet, Khalif, about the raid. And I was like, how much free time do I actually have? 
Yep. Wait, what, wait, what, what, what uh, tweet was this? What, when you're talking you about the, the raid and the length of the raid or something? Basically, it's like if I think what I tweeted was something to the effect of like we were t- we were running and trying to get people to go and play. And it just took so long for us to get to the parts that we needed to get to that we wound up just kind of stopping because you just didn't have enough time. Yep. And, it's just, and you have to dedicate a significant amount of time, especially if you if you haven't done it already. Yeah. And you're either trying to Sherpa someone through it or you're trying to uh, trying to figure out, you know, who are the people who you want to to kind of jump into the fray. It's really hard to like do that thing the first time. And you need people. You need time like set aside to like get it done. So, yeah. Yeah. And like it's a difficult it's a mechanically difficult raid. So even if you have watched videos and stuff, if you haven't done it just doing it is still hard. Yeah. Like even if you know on paper what to do, the actual act of doing it with a group of people is not easy. And interestingly enough, there was a conversation I watched, uh, Andrea Renee, Andrea Renee, shout out to what's, what, what's good games, uh, and their, and their outfit over there. And she ran that thing for almost eight hours and didn't finish it. Damn. That's like a job. And it's like a job. So the weird thing was the, like like Reef was saying, the mechanical part to the actual raid is once you've gotten it down, it gets easier. Mm-hmm. The problem is the gl- the the raid is glitchy, so it does stuff that will just kill you, and then you've wasted another twenty minutes to try to get back to that spot that you were in to get things done. Nah, man, so it's like nah. that compounded with other stuff. It's like it's super fun. It's a lot of fun once you get it down, once you know the steps and you know all that stuff. But like a simple glitch in the game will will ruin your whole run. Nah, nah. Or at least at least the at least the part that you're on right now. It'll it'll ruin that part and you have to restart it, which is not dope at all. Nah. Yeah. I'll miss I'll miss me with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also I haven't done the whole raid together. I've done like different parts of it. And so okay. far I, I they've changed I guess how loot drops in the raid. I mean, it used mm-hmm. to be in Destiny One where you do one part and you're almost guaranteed to get something that is way above your current light level. Right. That'll boost you up to be able to, you know, to get higher and have more success the next time that you do it. So far, I think I've gotten about maybe five or six raid chests. Yeah. And it's been shaders and these tokens that you exchange after you finish the raid right so it's been really weird like that like sort of like carrot of like well well i might not beat the raid but i'll try it so i can at least get some gear to be better isn't really there so it's like kind of a different take on it i'd be really curious to hear why they made that decision um but 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 the the uh, the uh, raid itself is like fun. Um, Tanya, yeah, I definitely can't wait until you um, get get like up there because I think we should all try to run it together. I'm dying. I'm dying for all us for all of us to actually run it. It is going to be so dope when we actually get a chance to do it. <laughs> that can be our stream that on the on the channel is not the podcast, and then people can feel sorry and send us pizza. <laughs> like you need food. That'd be awesome. <laughs> you need That'd be food. Awesome. Every everybody subscribes so we can buy pizza. Um, we're gonna we're gonna need like that and a significant other cam that just looks right. at, just has a, a a camera on the other person in our lives looking at us like we're assholes. No, it's just, just like this much time in this thing. It's just like it's two in the morning. I'm going to bed. I don't know what you're doing. 
Yeah. But here's here's the thing. Well, well, go, go ahead, Tommy. Because I'll, I'll, I'll you'll start talking about Destiny, and then it'll just be a Destiny show. We'll summon Paris. <laughs> <laughs> he would appear. He would actually appear. Um, but no, the other thing I, I got back into, I've been getting back into Mafia Three, but then XCOM Two: War of the Chosen. Oh, oh nice, man. XCOM reminds you how very little you know about strategy until mm-hmm. your whole team gets wiped out. And you're just sitting there like everybody was alive five minutes ago. <laughs> now, now, is that like a standalone um, or is it like DLC for um, the XCOM 2? You can play it by itself. So I've got a bunch of mods installed. So for me, I got to go to the mod launcher, but then I choose War of the Chosen. And you start off kind of the same, but then you start getting missions that, that turn that content. Um, so you start getting more fact. You get three other factions. You get like former Advent soldiers, and you get um, two other factions that will join you. And you get like stealth missions and some other stuff. And like this ridiculously OP enemy that pops up, and she's like, "I'm just gonna murder y'all in one hit. Peace out." And I was like, <laughs> "I saved scum so much today. It was shameful." <laughs> Team wipe over and over on the same mission. Oh god! So wait, because I have not been an ex an ex. I was about to say ex clan <laughs> fan. I have oh. not. Sessler will come out and stab Summon me for Adam that Sessler one. Sessler will come and stab me for that one. I have not been an XCOM fan because I've really never f- got into kind of the turn based um, gameplay. Mm-hmm. How how is I played a little bit of one? How has two been? You know, different than the first game. Um, well, it's it's definitely more strategy minded. Um, but it's not, it's not super punching cause I'm playing on like regular difficulty. I, I salute anybody that can, uh, do Iron Man cause ain't gonna be me. Um, <laughs> um, but the difficult, like, you know, the difficulties are there, but it's, it's learning like any other tactical game. You gotta learn the best, you know, the best soldiers take, you know, your, your loadout, and I actually like those kind of games. I know people think I just like RPGs, but I can sit there and play XCOM. I had a game once that lasted 140 turns. What? Sweet. Yeah. So Holy crap. This was the original DOS XCOM, though, because uh, oh, a soldier okay. got, an alien soldier got scared and ran under some stairs. And because he was facing the <laughs> bottom of the stairs, nobody activated him. <laughs> And so I literally had to clear the map till I found this one alien hiding under the stairs because he was like terrified. But nobody pat like until we actually found him, and then it was just like, okay, I shot him. We're we're done. <laughs> I'd spent four so- hours looking for you. Oh snap! That, that is so funny. Yeah, I actually, I actually want to dig back into XCOM. I played XCOM a while back, and I picked it up on a Steam sale. I haven't really gone back to it but after enjoying like uh, mario and rabbit so much and like uh, so many people have made xcom 2 comparisons to it it really i i think i am once this crazy backlog of this year kind of dies down a bit Man. i i i think xcom 2 is like gonna be one of those games that i jump into once i sort of get out of the the like 2017 war on gaming it's a war on gaming uh, <laughs> war on my wallet more like <laughs> Oh my god. What what else are you playing, Tanya? Um, let's see. I I dipped back into Agents of Mayhem and I really just been enjoying Mafia 3, replaying it, doing all the stuff that I I skipped the first time. 
And uh, this sounds terrible, but I kind of enjoy the reactions of people who've not seen the game before. Yeah. And because I did the mission where you where you uh, content warning you lynch a dude off of the Ferris wheel. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, so I'm terrible. That I enjoy the reactions. I saw you post like the image yep. from it, and it immediately brought back all the emotions I had from that mission because I was kind of going through it when I was playing mm. that. Because some messed up shit happens before you actually do that. Yep. And you know, like like one of the genius things about Mafia Three is you know when you start a mission, you see the title, and it's not always clear how the title ties into the mission. Mm-hmm. And with that right. one, I was like, "Pray on the way up." What does that even mean? <laughs> I was going through it, <laughs> and then at the end, when he says it, you're like, "Oh, oh shit!" Like it was, I it was one of those things where I was like, "Should I feel bad for like being excited for doing this horrible thing to this person?" But you know, it, it's it's just man, what a great game! What a fucking great game! Like how that game that game still just feels like such an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. That that game was done and that game was made and, and, and all that stuff. Shout out to, to those folks. Because, again, that game is so good. If you have not played that game at this point, you need to go get it. And the DLC. Did you play any of the DLC yet? I played all of it. I, I bought the collector's edition. You can not see. You can sort of see the box behind me. Oh, okay. So okay. Uh, as soon as it was available, I was sitting there like, so PlayStation Store, can we... <laughs> And now I have it on PC, so I'm going to replay it on the I Need Diverse game side so people can actually hear the cutscenes since it's on PC. Oh. Assuming I can get it to run. Yeah. True that. It, it is so good. And I'm I'm like hoping that since you got it with the DLC and stuff that you have all those cool outfits. Mm-hmm. You can, uh, outfit. <laughs> I'm not running around that Cheech and Chong outfit. No. <laughs> you got no. to. You got no. to. Like, what, why, funny it's hell. like it's 68 i can't look like that run around and be like i'm a black dude and it's like that just screams hippie like they're gonna drag my ass off the street <laughs> Good Good oh Good man Good. any any last games in there or, or are we gonna jump into reef no let's go to reef because it's just like i've just been piddling with stuff here and there nothing of consequence besides stuff i named yeah reef what, what do you got what have you been playing so I streamed uh, a playthrough of uh, Life is Strange uh, before the storm. Um, so, you know, it's like the prequel to uh, Don't Nod's Life is Strange. Um, I really, really enjoyed the first Life is Strange. So, so I was, you know, but like I went into this one with some trepidation because I knew that they had replaced, you know, the main voice actress of, of uh, Chloe Ash- Ashley Birch because of the voice actor writer strike and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just know how hard it is to follow up a surprise hit because now you have all this pressure on you and you kind of have to deliver. Um, but I must say that I did, I definitely had some problems with it, but I left overall positive on it. Um, definitely didn't blow me away like the first one did. Um you know, um, but I do think that, you know, if you enjoy, if you enjoyed the first one, I think there's a lot to like here. If you didn't enjoy the first one, I don't think this necessarily does that much different um, mm. to bring sort of new people in or like it's not I don't think going to change people's minds that, you know, didn't really enjoy it. Um, the uh, first one, 
Um, but you know, if you want more Life is Strange, I mean, this is more Life is Strange, you know, <laughs> um, you know, um, and um, because it doesn't evol- involve like the character from the first game, Max, that you know had this these like supernatural abilities, it is more about you know like the story as opposed to you know like the story plus this kind of supernatural stuff there's some of that um but like so it plays a little more like a classic kind of point and click game um you know um and (laughs) i just enjoyed it and like the chat was on fire while while i was playing it was like hilarious (laughs) um so so um yeah I, i i i i had a good time with it um and they they also uh show you the origin of why chloe says hello all the time <laughs> oh really it's in uh oregon um, oh that's great yeah yep yeah so um yes yeah, so, so i had fun with that um i've also been uh playing um i've been playing a bunch of nba 2k 18 um won't go into the details because we might you know have some guests on where we can really dive into that um but i will say and like i was talking about this with like uh, yuka is i i i am a, a little frustrated with the game i mean the game itself is great the core basketball game is excellent mm-hmm. um the my career mode and the my gm mode are both great and i love that i can play like both of them on the go on the on the uh, switch Mm. But man, does the game really, 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 really incentivize you to buy some VC, um, <laughs> which, which, which I, you know, for for those who aren't in the know, is the virtual currency, which is essentially like you're paying to upgrade your character faster. So it's sort of like a free to play kind of model, um, which I usually don't mind as long as you have a sense of advancing without it. Um, and it's just progressing a little too slow for my taste. Um, so like, uh, but, but, but like every time I get like a frustrated, I jump into the, my GM mode, which has, you might not expect it has a pretty like zany story. Like, like it is like kind of has some laugh out loud, funny moments of you like managing like this team, like the situations that like I come up, I was I was kind of like, wow, they're really having fun with this, <laughs> with this game, and like, and, and like this like parody of like owners, how like zany these like old rich people can be when they <laughs> own these teams, and like, and like the different excuses that players might have when they miss practice, and just it's it's like pretty funny, like like I'm really having a, a good time, and I I typically don't get into the GM modes um, of of uh, of uh, franchise games, uh, but but yeah, I'm having. A great time with it and i'm looking forward to fifa which um i should have on saturday as well nice um, yep um uh the game that i've been playing a lot which i played a lot of today actually in, in between my uh tutoring sessions has been uh steam world dig 2 oh um, yeah please please get into that because i i keep hearing everyone talk about how much they love it yeah it's a really good game um the like uh, original was like i know it was out on the 3ds i think it dropped on some other platforms as well but like i think it dropped first on the 3ds um it's essentially like a metroid venus kind of game um which like means it's like an adventure game where you unlock stuff and you go back to like our previous areas to access you know parts that you couldn't previously access because you got new hooks and and shovels and stuff 
Um, it's called Steam World Dig because essentially you're you're a miner and you're digging. So you're going down, 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 left, left, right, and you're exploring all these dungeons and these uh, and these uh, caves, and you find like uh, minerals. You sell them to like uh, upgrade your uh, gear. Um, and there's all kind of like cool like uh, weapons from like shovels to like hook shots to like projectile kind of like uh, weapons. Um, the the uh, dialogue is like pretty funny. It's like all these kind of like zany like uh, miners and stuff with this really weird like quirky attitudes. Um, so like the game is it's like definitely a fun game um, and like a funny game as well. Um, and it's, it has a nice challenge. Like, like there's some puzzles that I had to kind of step away from. And then when I came back, I kind of had that, oh yeah, kind of like moment, um, Mm. which I think kind of marks the best kind of puzzle games. Like for me is where they're, they're hard enough that I don't get them on the first try, but not so frustrating that I can't get it after the 10th try. Um, right, right. Um, the music is outstanding. It has this great hand-drawn art style, um, which like especially pops, um, y- you know, on on like a mobile screen um, on the uh, Switch. But but like it's like also out on the PS4 and uh, and a uh, PC as well. I don't think it's on Xbox. Um, but um, yeah, I'm having a blast with it. Um, I would definitely advise um, if you're into adventure games. Um, there is a platforming aspect to it as well but it's mostly about you know just just digging around finding stuff and like a leveling up um i would definitely 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 say check out steam world dig um too it is pretty awesome since the game is uh surrounded and kind of fixated on miners uh, any conversations between them about economic anxiety <laughs> you know um <laughs> you know that that part might come up DLC. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I mean, the news, you know, like our news stations are very interested in, uh, <laughs> you, you know, uh, why are you voting against your own interests? I haven't seen that dialogue bubble come up yet. Wow. Right? I'm, I'm waiting yet. for I'm waiting for racist um, fire chief DLC, though, though, I, I will say that they kind of um, kind of, I think, combated that because your character is like a blue robot. <laughs> oh okay and like uh and and like you know it's it's like doug all the characters like green and blue and pink and purple and white as well um <laughs> you know so um yeah you, you know i haven't i haven't run into any 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 uh any uh, trump voters yet but uh, <laughs> you know you know but um, no it's 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 a truly fun game it's a really fun game and and like it looks outstanding um, on the uh, PC and the PS4 as well. On like a big screen, um, it looks really, really good. So um, check it out, guys. I like it a lot. Word, word. Um, I have been digging into a couple of games. Of course, I've been playing a lot of Destiny, trying to get my character up to th- close to 300 so I can try to get the raid easily done and not have to spend 17 days to, to try to get a raid done. Um, spending a lot of time back in NBA 2K. Um, I have been doing the my GM stuff too, and you're right. Like I really think that they, when they talked about that mode, uh, they talked about wanting to do a story mode in a way that you know was kind of fun. And I feel like they're hitting some of those notes. Once I figure out how to get some videos off my PS4 and onto my PC again, uh, I will 
probably take off my actual camera and just have my my GM uh, mimic face who does this all the time when they talk because <laughs> yeah. they don't really do anything. They just kind of go like this and they kind of just make this face and they kind of just like <laughs> in a loop, which is which is kind of dope. So you may just see that be me for a whole episode and just be me <laughs> doing that, doing the voice over there. Uh, and especially now since Melo got traded from the Knicks, rest in peace Knicks, rip Knicks. Um, I've been uh, redoing my uh, uh, league pass, not league pass, my league uh, 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 stuff. I forgot the name for it. There's an actual name for it. Anyway, um, trying to get that stuff done and p- putting Melo on OKC and trying to see what the uh, deal looks like from that end. And it's not, I, it was funny because the first game that I played with Melo on the Knicks, he got hurt and Porzingis got hurt in the first game. <laughs> So literally my season was over in the first game. Uh, and now I'm hoping that no one gets hurt in the newest part of my franchise season uh, in this one. So we'll see about that. Uh, but the other game that I've been playing that is super dope and you need to go cop this joint is called Ruiner. Ruiner from Devolver Digital is one of the dopest games I've gotten to play in the past couple of weeks. And there have been so many games that you could say that about this year, but Ruiner everything from the art style to the best. I think it's literally the best soundtrack I've heard in 2017 on a game. Wow. It is, it is cyberpunk out the anus. It is so good. Uh, It's like this top down isometric camera, um, really beautiful, uh, super violent. Uh, But it's so cool because it's just, it just feels like, man, like uh, it feels like Akira. It feels like all the good anime that you've ever gotten a chance to see mixed in with a Suda 51 game mixed in with devil may cry mixed in with uh, a whole bunch of other kind of really fun uh, uh, experiences. And it, and it just feels like everything feels tactile. Everything feels really good when you shoot, when you, when you uh, use your melee weapons, all those things just feel really, really tight. Um, I haven't had a chance to play it on the PS4 yet. Uh, I have been having not issues cause I use a, a elite controller on the PC Xbox Elite controller on the PC and it feels weird like it feels when they add uh, maneuvers and and powers to your character that they feel mapped in a really weird way which usually controllers feel better Uh, and Mm -hmm. I don't know if playing this in mouse and keyboard is even doable but it doesn't feel as good maybe even it's on the Xbox pad versus a PS4 pad I'll, I'll I'll give some more information on that once I play it on PS4, but overall. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll let you know because I currently I put out a poll on what I'm going to play during my Reef streams this week. Yeah. Ruiner is leading by a wide margin. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm excited I'll, to see you play it. Yeah, and like I'll be playing it using mouse mouse and keyboard so we'll we'll see how it goes oh my god you want to play that game in mouse and keyboard you're a madman i am oh I, I mean i mean i do have my uh xbox one controller just in case it, it gets too crazy yeah um, yeah but like i'm gonna I'm start out with it I'm gonna start okay out with mouse and yeah so it's it's super good i i'm telling everyone that if you do not cop this game in 2018 you are making a mistake if you like that kind of fast-paced um breakneck speed kind of stuff then you need to cop it um, and the other game that I'm not playing yet, but I'm amazingly excited for is going to drop in a couple of hours as of our Thursday recording. And that's Cuphead. Cuphead. Yeah. Everybody and their mama been waiting for that joint for about three years. 
and now it's about to drop and I'm no one's going to see me for the next four hours. Once once that game comes out, I may not go to bed. Are are you still excited about it? That game. I've just lost my luster for that game. Like it's I still want to play it, but yeah, it's just talk about it too damn long. (laughs) Well, Cuphead, there are very few games that, that will keep my interest after you've had your. Um, after you had your, like, your first trailer, after you had your first kind of uh, push out into the world, and people you know talk about it and they and they share it, that game has had such a hold on me because of the art style in it, which harkens back to all the stuff that I remember as a, as a child. I'm usually not one of those people who like stuck on nostalgia like that, but I feel like it's like I feel like Cuphead is for the culture. You know what I mean? Right. Like Cuphead, Cuphead, because they took the time to individually uh, draw and illustrate and animate each one of these scenes and parts of the game. I feel like I have to support that just for the sake of them being able to, to pull that off. And yeah. and to see that it's a shump. Uh, if you're not familiar with shump, those are like uh, kind of side scrolling uh, shoot 'em ups. I mean, um, shmup, but shmup, shump, shmup. shoot 'em up, shmup. Uh, shmup, damn it! Shmup, shmup you in the face. I, I'll get Iman Shumper to shmump you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like I have to reward them with with my dollar. Like I feel like I have to. Tanya, are you even excited about Cuphead at all? Like, have you have you had a chance to check any of that stuff out? Uh-huh. Like, um, at all? I saw IGN. I saw uh, Danny over Gamertag streaming it, and I was like, this just reminds me of all the racist as Disney cartoons I saw growing up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. Yo, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, if I see some Dumbo crows, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like going around. I mean, I mean, honestly, what gets me more than the animation is the music. I love the music in like Cuphead. Like I, I, I mean, I mean, in, in what I've seen so far. Right. So, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not going to play it, but I just, it's just hard for me to, it's, it was like the same thing with like No Man's Sky. Like, it's just hard for me to keep it after so many years it's hard for me to even if the game is good it's i like i don't like i'm thinking of all the games that i'm already super excited about that i haven't got to play yet yeah and like cuphead just kind of goes to the middle or end of that so yeah we'll see well and i also saw how hard that fucking game was because uh everybody that streamed it got streaming early could only show the first two worlds right like i don't need cartoony dark souls in my life (laughs) <laughs> imagine cartoony dark souls yo cartoony dark souls would be so dope no uh i'm kind of, i mean honestly i'm kind of excited for the fact that it is hard like shump, like shumps i don't care how you say it whatever i shump it uh that sounds dirty I, I sh- <laughs> thruster bus really hashtag is. thruster bus um i feel like that game because it looks cute and it's really hard that's the reason I'm I'm like super excited for it. But speaking of oh, speaking of things actually, because this got dropped today. Uh, before we get into some of the news of of the show, Red Dead Red Dead Two got its trailer uh, shared today. Um, if you didn't get a chance to see it, go to RockstarGames.com, I believe, and you'll be able to see it, or any of the other <laughs> thousands of video game sites that have probably run that story and that video at this point. Did either one of you get a chance to check out the the trailer for for the game? I didn't. Mm-hmm. You didn't reef. What about I, you? I saw it. Yeah. Saw Wait, it. What were your thoughts? I mean, you know, it's a <laughs> wow. I mean, I, I mean, 
<laughs> Look, it's like the same thing with like Jeez, wet blanket reef, Jesus. No, no, no. I I am just I hate to say it. I think Red Dead in general a little overrated as a <gasps> franchise. Wow. I don't think it's bad. But I just don't I'm just don't get why people are so like the trailer to me was like I was like, okay, like great. Like it, it, it didn't do anything to get me more excited about the game. Um, you know, I'm gonna play it. Um, but like, yes, yeah, it's, it's just not one of those games that, um, you know, I, I played through the first one. I thought it was good, but you know, honestly, I'm more excited about freaking like a remake of like L.A. Noir than I am uh, uh, Red Dead Two. So I can't front. Like I, I'm, I'm, I loved Red Dead One. Red Dead One was too was too long. Uh, I think it. I don't think it was overrated, but I do think in comparison to G, uh, the game Gamer Tag, the Grand Theft Auto games, it doesn't hold up as well. Like honestly, I would go into Red Dead just to look at the vistas uh, that were really beautifully done and all that stuff. And I'm kind of looking forward to that too in the second game. But I'm kind of in the same boat as you. When I saw the trailer today, this morning, I was like, oh, it's fucking Cowboys. And Cowboys haven't been, was never a thing that got me hype. I was like, yo, look at these people running around in the in the wilderness, and I bet you there ain't no black people in it. <laughs> Even though most Cowboys were black. I'm, I, we know that, and you know that. But, like, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah but, but, but no, I've heard from a lot of people that say they think Red Dead is Rockstar's best game. And I'm like, Really? Like, I, over GTA Five, oh, over Bully. Why? Because you know what? Which though? I, I thought think they, was incredible. I don't know. I think they get to do a lot more with the, the the graphical engines that they are using in a Red Dead than they do in a GTA game. And I think they they get a they get the ability to shine in a different way that shows the um, the intricacies of what it takes to be a AAA dev. Because I think one of the things that they have uh, in that in that conversation, and this was something that I remember them talking about in the first Red Dead was they do a really good job of going out and sourcing material that they want to put in game. So they'll go out and have film crews and camera crews go out and film stuff and, and pull back um, assets and things like that to put in the game for reference material. And they are one of the best companies to, to do that kind of work because they fine tooth comb everything. Um, I don't know if that makes a great game. I think it adds to the game and adds to the atmosphere, but I don't know if it makes a great game in the end. So we'll see. I mean, everybody in the chat, everybody on Twitter, everybody in the podcast world, let us know what you thought about some of that stuff. Um, yeah, let us know. Cause we, I would love to know what people's sentiments are. Cause I know it's kind of either or we people are really high or really low uh, on that game. So yeah, let us, yeah. let us know about that stuff. I mean, I'm more excited just to see, a, you know, a company like, like a rock star, making a game just for this job, just for this platform. Right. Mm. That's what I'm more excited about. It doesn't matter what game it is. I'm like, you know, like people forget that GTA five is a last generation game. Right. You know? So like, this is like, as far as I think of is their first game, not only in the PS4 and one era, but in the pro in Xbox one X sort of mid era, you know? So like, uh, I'm expecting them to really, really make a really pretty looking game at the very least. Right. Well, that being said, uh, there are a couple of other stories that we want to run into before we hit our break. I know that there was one about 
Um, and we kind of touched about touched on this a little bit, talking about Ruiner, but this one is having to do with about making game controllers or can game controllers get any better than where they are? So you can go into that story for us, Reed. Sure. Um, yeah. So uh, on uh, Kotaku, um, Kirk Hamilton wrote this uh, story on uh, game controllers, right? Um, and it's 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 a pretty good read because it like kind of goes into the history of uh, controllers. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I don't know why I kind of <laughs> controllers. That's um, great. Were you, were you having a Janet Jackson moment? Were you about to break into control? Controllers. <laughs> I might. I, I I still have a good chunk of the Rhythm Nation, <laughs> at least the beginning, the uh, choreography. I would dance in front of my TV screen, guys. That's what I did, okay? Um, but, but um, yeah, you, you know, because like, there's like always a battle between like people like, oh, yeah, I prefer the Xbox One controller. I prefer the PS4 controller, you know? Um, and to me, it's like, you know, I feel like, specifically with like Microsoft and Sony, because obviously like Nintendo has been changing their controllers almost every, every generation. I feel like there's a, a known controller way now, and I don't really see it changing that much um, specifically from those two companies with the dual analog and your control pad or control buttons and your four buttons and your, triggers right i'm not really counting things like the ps4 touchpad because honestly i don't necessarily think that adds much to gaming like functionality that i really see in like most of the ps4 games that like uh, i play but it's an interesting thing where i don't really know how much more they can evolve that form of controller you know um you know even even like nintendo has like their like Pro controller, which is which is essentially exactly like the Xbox One, um, in like addition to like uh, to like you know obviously like the Joy Cons of like the Switch, which is like totally different. Um, and and um, in the article, they also talk about um, Razer and uh, Scuff, so like these like third party kind of controllers, which are different sizes and like uh, shapes um, than the uh, Microsoft and the Sony controllers as well and believe it or not there are fans of these third party like controllers i know a lot of people think of like mad cats and sort of they have that bad kind of reputation of just throwing anything plastic with some buttons in it um, <laughs> and like, and like a, that's why they're like not really around anymore but you know there are fans of these other like controllers right and like i and and like a cot i know you mentioned earlier that like uh that like you have a um elite controllers for the xbox yep. so like a, now they have these you know customizable like controllers where like you can potentially you know like move things around and like you, you, you know and that opens up a like whole realm of like uh, possibilities of like there might be people that you know like their dead zone to be bigger or like smaller or like more resistance on the on the analog sticks or maybe even like have it where like uh, you can separate them like the uh like the uh, joy cons on the uh, switch you know so so i um, mean yeah it's 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 a great story about like you know how how can controllers really change and is there a perfect controller so i wanted to kind of throw it out to like uh to like uh, you guys do, do you see like controllers changing like significantly um specifically from like microsoft and like sony um, in the near future or or like, do you think that it's just going to be kind of 
small iterations on what they already have. Um, I'll start with Tanya. Um, I don't think they're going to change too much. Um, because I've got, I mean, I've got a PS4 controller sitting in front of me right now. And this hasn't changed much. You know, I've actually got an Elite controller as well. Um, I don't think they're really going to change because the formula works. People know what to expect. I don't know if the Xbox One X controller is any different. Um, But for me, you know, thinking about like the NES, SNES, etc. Up to what we have now, I, I think we're kind of at a good spot. I think these... Elite controllers, these customizable ones are the next step, but they may or may not come from the from the first party folks because you can't be responsible for what people want slash need because a lot of the stuff is catered toward competitive players as well. Mm. You know, I my elite's cool, but you know, I'm not here trying to be a competitive player for anything. Right. Yeah, yeah, and and, and 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 yeah, that's a good point that you bring up, like the Super Nintendo and the Nintendo, because if you think of in the eight bit and sixteen bit and the thirty two bit eras, like the controllers were pretty wildly different, like between the systems. I mean, like you had everything from the freaking like Atari Jaguar controller with like a million buttons on it, mm-hmm. um, to like a, you know like the original box NES controller, and then of course you have like the Atari like joystick and one button like controller. Like they really have changed a lot before they've kind of like settled on this kind of standard because i don't think there's much difference between like ps3 and ps4 controller or 360 and the one i mean there are small things um, here the there, 360 but like and the one do have some differences like the i think the the x button in the middle is bigger okay mm. okay cool yeah um, so, um, Kai, what, 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 what do you think? Do you, do you think it'll be small iterations, or you think that that there'll be some wild, some wild changes coming around? I mean, it's it, the interesting part is, and I think that this is the part that actually is kind of the most disappointing that I'm that I'm hearing or seeing in the space when it comes to, you know, our input devices. The the coolest stuff that I've seen right now is in the VR space, so with like the Oculus Touch and the the, the HTC Vive stuff. But for, you know, console games that are going to be played for the next couple of years, it feels like people have stood pat. And that, to me, is a little bit disappointing. Like, I was super excited when the PS3 was about to come out with a boomerang-looking controller and look like a batarang. <laughs> you were the like only that, one like, excited. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I'm sure Mark Harville would have been like, fuck you. But it, <laughs> but it was kind of cool to see that, that, were, that someone was going to try to look a little bit outside the box. I was hoping that the folks over at Xbox were going to maybe switch up a little, switch things up a little bit with the Xbox One X and, and maybe do not a full redesign of the controller because I think that their controller currently with the asymmetrical sticks um, is the kind of standard for their for their console and for the folks who like that larger um, larger controller. Um, and it was nice to see on the Xbox One Elite controller the addition of the pads and all those things. Um, and I kind of wish that that stuff kind of migrated down. And even if it wasn't a a full uh, migration over to the kind of standard uh, that you would get in the box, that there was another option for you to get, uh, you know, a, another version of even the Elite controller that would be something that was more refined. Um mm-hmm. Currently, right now, it just feels like all the things that are that we've already had are kind of going to stay this way. Having had enough 
um, perspective in the space to be like, well, I've had everything from a from a paddle uh, on, on the Atari Sweet. to, you know, like, uh, you know, a, a 10 button controller now. Um, I, I don't know where else you can go besides bringing back VMUs. Uh, which I would totally be down for. I would love another kind of thing that goes along with your controller like we had in the Dreamcast era. I thought that that was super innovative and I thought that it was something that brought something new to the table. Um, So I don't know. It would be cool. It would be really dope to see somebody do something different. The only person to do that was Steam and that that, that with the haptic controllers didn't really work well. Because really you need that tried. tactile feedback. How was it? Did you did you have one? Yeah, I I got one. I really tried to like it, man. I just could not not get into using touch like two touch pads for everything. Yeah, it, it, it was. I mean, it was a great idea trying to give you that accuracy that you would feel with a mouse on a controller. Um, there is definitely a dedicated group of people that like it, but man, I I tried and just went right back to the Xbox controller because it, it just was. A little too radical for me, and this is coming from someone that's played with a Wii U gamepad and Switch Joy Cons and these <laughs> various like crazy PC like like controllers that we used to have to use like before you know before the like our console ones were actually like compatible. We had to use all kind of Logitech controllers and you know and just bad controllers God, those those logitech controllers yeah. back in the day were so bad yeah they were yeah. so awful on pc so bad yeah exactly uh, but uh, yeah that uh steam controller man it's just it's not good it's not oh, good man oh well i mean hopefully we'll see we'll see what happens in the future maybe the next console that we have they'll come out with something that's fairly dope uh and and new um and maybe we'll see what the next thing is and i don't think that'll happen until vr becomes a thing where it actually becomes something that moves us forward in another direction so we shall see um the folks over at bandai namco uh are doing something kind of new and fun if you are a person who frequents the casino uh you may see one of these new pac-man machines uh that they have where you can basically play pac-man for real money and gamble with the people who are at the table. So if you've ever seen one of those cocktail style, um, old school, uh, arcade machines where basically you're looking down at the screen and you're and the controllers are on the tabletop. Um, they have a version of this, uh, for Pac-Man It's called Pac-Man battle casino, which is a terrible name. <laughs> it's like PUBG. Oh my it is God. a shitty name. <laughs> it's like noun, noun, verb, adjective, the game. Wow. Um, so they, they've partnered with the, with the folks from, from uh, Gamblet Gaming uh, to adapt a, a Pac-Man machine for the casino floor, adding real money betting to a game that already had a reputation for being a, a dangerous quarter eater. So you get two or four people on the machine. You can bet uh, between two and 20, two and 20 bucks. Uh, the thing that changes it is, let's see. Um, you can't heighten the stakes if you realize you're winning, but the prize for the last Pac-Man standing isn't determined by the bets that you've made. Instead, it's all up to a prize wheel that spits out a randomly generated figure per round. So, like, if you won, it does the the spin of the wheel, and whatever number that it hits, that's the amount of money you get. Hmm. Yep. What? Okay. So, I have thoughts about that. Tanya, I want to go. I want to go to you first, though. 
That just seems weird. What do you, what do you th- It seems like cashing it out yeah? nostalgia. Which people do all the time. I mean, the S, the mini SNES is coming out tomorrow. Um, yeah? Yeah. Right, right, right. But it's just like, I feel weird gambling with Pac-Man. Like, I just feel dirty, man. Like, <laughs> here, take a roll of quarters, but why Why I gotta bet on Pac-Man? Like, that's just wrong. But you're, but you're controlling it. You get to determine if you win or not. No, that's dope. I don't know. It's just I think weird. That's so dope. It's it's probably Re-footed? It's probably <laughs> my own hang up, but I'm just like and I'm weird, I admit this. But I'm just like it's it's Pac-Man. It's it's part of my childhood. It's that one it's one of the few <laughs> things that I'm just like no, don't don't touch it like old Tom and Jerry. <laughs> I get that. I get that. I get that. Reef, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, actually, now I'm thinking about a Tom and Jerry gambling game where you're Jerry and you have to run and you bet your money if Tom catches you. That'd be pretty awesome. Um, I fucking love this. And the reason I love this is because, you know, I think this is not saying I would ever play this, but seeing games being taken out of, you know, sort of, I guess arcades aren't really here anymore, but out of movie theaters, I guess, and like put in a quote unquote adult area and being, actual money i think you know really shows that people are number one taking these games kind of serious and they realize that there are people that compete on these things like i would fucking love it if there was a goddamn like street fighter 2 cabinet at a casino and you could freaking bet money and like play people like i think that would be awesome um you know so like i I like this. I think it kind of ties into why I like to watch esports as well, like when mm. stakes are on the line and that kind of stuff. You know, um, I think it makes it for for more th- thrilling things. And the reason that I like this is because essentially there's multiple Pac-Man on the screen, and there's the same four ghosts, and you can eat other Pac-Man, <laughs> so you can eat <laughs> other players, but everybody can get killed by the ghost so so you basically have to avoid the ghost and you have to eat other uh, pac-man now i'm not sure what happens if like two pac-man face each other and try to eat each other i don't know if that rips a hole in the space-time pac-man continuum (laughs) i'm not sure um but no i do like this like i think of all the competitive games that i love to watch and i love to um uh, play and you know i think putting a betting element in there in an adult place you know where there's where you can't bring kids and all that stuff, I think is like pretty dope. Yeah. So I'm, I am so in favor of this. I think this is one of the best ideas that has ever come to casino gambling because it one takes chance out of the equation, which I love. Cause then that's like, you're, you're not really playing the house. You're playing the other people. And if you beat the other people just because you have skill, then you should deserve to win some stuff. Whatever, whatever you actually win is determined by a chance because you get a basically a multiplier or whatever the, the spin of the wheel says. But you're guaranteed money if you win. You can win a good amount of money, at least in the, the diagram or the picture that they showed in the article. They want that person, whoever that was, won like 600 bucks or the, you know whatever won 600 bucks. One of the interesting parts about this is something that Maddie Myers brings into question or brings up as a topic in the article. And she says... Uh, in the casino version of the game, though, wouldn't it be be- wouldn't it behoove competitors to team up and counter the ghosts together? They then split up all the final winnings. Uh, I mean, that's that, kind. 
But isn't that hmm? any card game like blackjack or poker in a casino like that? But this, but that's chance though. That's like chance about what you pull from whatever card you well, get it's from the probability. deck. Probability. I mean, there's definitely people that. I mean, I I get what you're saying. I'm just saying that card games like that aren't 100 percent random. Like you can sure you, you can, can count cards. Use probability to do it. But 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 like I'm just saying. Like I always now I don't gamble really, but I definitely hear that you know there's some people that go to a blackjack table and they act like they're not working together and they actually are and they you know mm-hmm. kind of set each other up. So I feel like that that is always there in a gambling environment. Unless you're I'm just excited. Like roulette or something. That's like completely random. Yeah. I feel like this feeds into my Chuck E. Cheese obsession. So this is like when you go. Don't make Why that face. Funny. I see, I, I, see Sharif. No, I, I made the face. He verbalized it. Yeah. Like, well, OK. A better the better that version of that. I'm sorry, not, shady, <laughs> not Chuck E. Cheese. I mean, like Dave and Buster's. OK. OK. Right? That's so more like so Dave and Buster's where they have like these carnival games that, that people can play and you win tickets and you you spend four thousand million tickets on one stuffed animal, and then you go home and you're sad and shit. Uh, that's not the part that I like. I like the part where um, there are a couple of games that are less about chance and more about skill or eye hand coordination. So, quick story: um, uh, a friend of mine, we went and took um, their kids. Uh, to Dave and Buster's to let them run around and we all kind of had like a, a adult play date and the kids were doing stuff and I was like hey do you want to win tickets and the kids were like yeah we want to win tickets yeah we want to do it I like how all kids sound the same <laughs> um, and I was like alright cool come with me over to this one particular thing and it has like the kind of circle of lights that go around and you have to basically time it so that you can hit the jackpot okay uh, I've been known to break the bank on those machines. So like, if you give me about 10 minutes, I get my eye hand coordination and my, and my timing down. I will empty out a machine. And to the point humble now where brag. I can call it to humble brag, I will win you <laughs> autumn tickets. So, <laughs> so it's at this point where I can do that stuff and I can continuously win. So I'm like, that's a form of like, I can beat the system, but this is even better. Cause you're not even playing the system. You're playing the other people. So I'm like, that's so good. That's so damn good. I'm happy about that. I want more of it. I wasn't hustling kids. I hear I see you chat. I was hustling <laughs> hustling Chucky and Dave. Dave and Dave and Buster was getting their asses beat by me. <laughs> David and wow. Buster. Dave so, and Buster. Dave and Buster. So basically don't play cards with you is what I'm hearing. I'm no see, I hate cards. I'm not a card player. Like you you can you can beat my ass in a card game. But anything that takes like eye hand coordination. I will probably give you the business on that. Okay. I'll probably do some work. So on no that. spades. So like, that's it. I can, you can play, if you play, what is it? What's the slap one? Bid. Spit, bid or spit uh. or something like that. I don't even know. They all, they all the card games. I don't know that people made fun of me because <laughs> I was black and didn't know how to play card games. See, I don't have my old enough <laughs> black person card yet. Yeah, I, I, I know. S- yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I'm so bad at spit or speed because I just don't have the hand eye coordination, man. I just can't get the cards out fast enough. Just, yeah, just doesn't so. matter. Like my brain thinks it, but my hand doesn't react. <laughs> Word, I feel you on that. It's it's yeah, I love stuff like that. So more more games like that, I am totally down for. Um, but we're about to take our break. I don't want you to be fast on this thing. I want you to be real slow. <laughs> get yourself some water. Everybody, go get some uh some some time to hang out. 
Uh, and we'll be right back after this. What's the matter? We still matter. What's the matter? Got my hands in the clouds while we ducking police rounds. All the gates in this great Vanny's turning. We on that pressure cooker and we slowly burning. Mercy, mercy me, what's going on? It's so concerning. Came up indoctrinated, it's so hard to unlearn it. I tell you, it's kind of scary to try to bring a kid in this. Tell them to do what is right and then get killed in this. Gotta be deep as a mob, survival of the fit. Two has make a hole, I'm still three fifth, two most y'all. What's the four year plan looking like? Where well, I don't know. What's the eight year plan looking like? Well, I don't know. How could I answer that? We ain't promised tomorrow. Tell me, think ahead, grind. Rest is for the dead still. Got me walk around like I done made my bed still. Though don't grow on trees, still I need to get my plate filled. Coppers with the heat, like we back up on the grill again. Never ending cycle, wonder why it makes a cycle singing. What's the matter? We still matter. What's the matter? Got my hands in the clouds while we ducking police rounds. What's the matter? We still matter. What's the matter? Got my hands in the clouds while we ducking police rounds. I say glory, glory, hallelujah. Luminati causing static and mama doula. Enemies move like intruders. Standing on your front porch, they I'ma do ya. Now I'ma school ya, like lean on me. No Islam, still I keep the peace on me. I salam alaikum to my big homies. Either way, I still don't touch the pigs, homie. Holy, holy, I think I might be Bruce or Clyde. Gliding over the Gotham sky, seeing visions that'll bruise your mind. Black Jesus was crucified, radio was choked out. These are type of things they never spoke about. Still, these be the things that we know about. Keep it on the down low, never take the known route. Quietly, secret society, all we ask is trust. And stay prepared for when the enemies clash with us. Get your What's mind Welcome back to the Spawn of Me podcast. If <laughs> you were hanging out in the Twitch chat. And you saw the wonderful old show with Cicero on it and nobody talking. That was great. That was awesome. That was the way that streaming works because we're professional manals. Anywho. Anywho, uh, we got one more story before we get up out of here for episode 192 of the show. Um, Let's see. Which one do we want to pick? Actually... There was a really cool announcement that came out. Um, I think it was either yesterday or today. If you're a fan of Assassin's Creed, um, their new game, Assassin's Creed Origins, is coming out really soon. Make sure that you pay attention to our YouTube channel as well, because I was down at an event last week for the game um, and uh, got to see some of uh, what we're going to talk about now in person. And also, I'll be sharing some some really cool gameplay uh, stuff that I took uh, on the 4th. I'm embargoed until then, so can't say much about that. But uh, stick around and, and make sure that you come back for that. But Assassin's Creed is doing this really cool ex- um, exclamation, exclamation point, exploration mode, um, where they're basically going to kind of like let you go through the scenes as if it was a walking tour of some of the spaces that are going to be in the game and some of the artifacts and some of the the history that you'll see kind of in this game um i know that i was 
wondering why this wasn't a thing that happened before in any of the Assassin's Creed games because it feels like it lends itself perfectly to that. Um, Reef, what are your what are some of your thoughts about some of the cool stuff that you're going to see in Assassin's Creed, especially with this new uh, kind of history mode, this Taurus mode that they're going to have? I think this is an important thing that needs to happen with specifically with triple A games. Because game developers put so much into immersing you in an environment. They put so much into having like background dialogue and interactions to make the world seem living and breathing, you know? Um, and I oftentimes say, I just want to walk through here. And there's oftentimes where, you know, if there's a pause between like an action sequence or a combat sequence in a game, I will go through and sort of soak up the environment. Like I did that a lot in Bioshock. Um, I did a lot in, you know, in like, in like, in like Fallout, you know? Um, so I really like that Ubisoft is taking that, realizing that there's a demand for it and not only letting you sort of walk around, but also putting specific things in there, like watching a body get mummified and actually going through the, the historical and scientific steps that actually happened there. So I feel like they're really kind of setting this up to not only be sort of an extended non-combat thing, but also, you know, setting this up to actually be educational. You know, I'll be really curious to see if people can embed this into presentations and into school reports and into things like that. Like instead of, you know, going to Wikipedia and looking up stuff on Egypt, you, you know, if this thing is really as detailed and as comprehensive for the time period, then I'm pretty sure it will be. You know, this could be a real resource. Um, and I think that, you know, with game devs putting all this effort into these worlds, I think this is great. And, 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 I, and I hope that other companies that have the means, I realize all companies don't have the means. You kind of got to be one of the big ones to even imagine probably doing something like this. Um, I think it's great. Um, this is why I really look forward to some games that have um, like commentary modes mm, where, right. where like you where like you literally just like go from like a prompt to a prompt and like a person will kind of talk to you about like what they were thinking when they were like developing this. This kind of like reminds me of that idea just in an entire mode. Um, and it's great for people like, uh, you know, like 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 a me who really love to see sort of like the love and care that people really put in these worlds. So I'm super, super excited for this. Yeah. Tanya, Tanya, what are your thoughts about the exploration mode? Um, I'm super excited. Now I want to give a shout out and some love to Anne LeMay, who's working on it. Um, Nice. Because Anne is a great writer and she's a big nerd about history. So I have no doubt it's going to be amazing. And this is going to be dangerous because I'm already one of those people that will like just kind of wander around in games, especially open world games. Um, mm-hmm. So knowing that Anne is one of the people working on it and knowing that I'm a big nerd for Assassin's Creed and hopefully by the time this comes out, I will have finished the game so I can just roam around. Let me like roam an open world game. And it's what I do. It's like what I do in The Witcher and the fact that they're encouraging people to yeah. do it. And for me, I'm the, I'm a terrible history student. This will actually encourage me <laughs> to learn some history because I'm really bad at it. It was one of my worst subjects in school. So I like uh, Sharif said, I think it's a way to use the medium to teach. And I'm really excited to see what people do with it. 
it was it was cool when they when they talked about it at the event. I can talk about this part. Um, and they showed it off in a way that, you know, you you walk you're walking through a scene. And if you've ever been on a walking tour, you have the little, you know, audio device that lets you kind of walk through a space. And then, you you, you know, you come upon a thing and then it starts to talk to you about where, what you've seen. And this is going to be cool because it's going to be able to do that in the game, in the game engine, in the atmosphere in which you're walking through it. But also it'll be parts in there that are, uh, you know, gameplay related and not, which is going to be cool. So, like, you'll get some of the background behind some of the people you're going to meet. But also, like you said, that one particular part with the mummification stuff. And I'm sure they're going to go into some of the stuff about the pyramids and some of the, the locales and locations that you're going to be in. So I'm really excited for it. I, I feel like it could be something that would be even cooler if they had a VR mode. That oh, would yeah. be funky. That would be, be super, awesome. that would be super dope. Um, but you know, I'm happy that they even thought about kind of putting something like this in the game when that game is already going to be chock full of stuff to do. Uh, you will not, you will not have need for, for things to do in that game when it comes out. Um, so yeah, a lot of, a lot of fun stuff going on with the Assassin's Creed stuff. So Yeah. Yeah, and, and it like also makes me think of in the same way that we were like suggesting to Ben last episode, Longshot is so dope. Will it be available in a standalone mode for people that just care about that? What if this catches on and becomes a standalone? Like if, 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 if you're not, like, you know, if like you don't care about sort of open world action games, if you just want this, you know, maybe you can just get that and like maybe there'll be some kind of educational license thing like they do with minecraft where you can just buy a bunch of them for schools and you know and like use it for for that i mean there's just so many opportunities and i feel like this is really the power of of uh gaming you know and and of making these like wonderful worlds that we all love um so yeah i'm i'm just there's so many possibilities for this i'm i'm super excited yeah imagine la noir with some some of this kind of stuff or you know imagine some other games like you know weirdly games that don't necessarily always have to deal with history but also stuff that has to do with lore like yeah you know i mean the witcher i mean right tanya mentioned that i mean the witcher would just be amazing (laughs) it'd be amazing yeah it'd be amazing yeah yeah i can't i can't wait for the the god of war version of this (laughs) in some weird way i mean in some weird way like because then you get to dig into like greek and, and and roman mythology yeah and some other stuff. So yeah, there's like really cool bits in there that everyone can kind of dig into. So, or um, we have a, a pretty short show this week, um, but we want to thank everybody for coming and hanging out with us tonight. Uh, we're gonna boogie up out of here, but before we do, we gotta definitely get the social media business. And Reef, I will let you handle that. Sure. Uh, so, um, if you are listening to the audio podcast, remember that we stream every Thursday, um, seven thirty Pacific, ten thirty Eastern. Um, twitch.tv slash spawn on me um, you can subscribe either with your Amazon Prime subs- subscription or by throwing us a little change of uh, I don't know is this still September? It is oh, yep. yep for okay. two more days so, uh, so maybe on the audio one it might be past that um, but but um, you could like subscribe for like four ninety nine a month normally or you know if it's september 250 um or you can do it for free with the amazon prime um so definitely check it out join the chat make fun of ka in the chat it's it's all good 
Please. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, our website is uh, spawnon.me. That'll give you a archive of like all, all the shows, all of our about stuff. Um, and there's links for us. Uh, Born for good and like all the other stuff that we do with the uh, platform as well um if you want to send us a like email that spawn on me podcast at gmail.com if you can't fit all of your thoughts into 140 characters or 280 characters if you're no lucky, 280 uh, if you're one of the lucky tweeter people that got the upgrade um and you can tweet us at at spawn on me um and we also have a facebook page at spawn on me podcast as well and of course you can find us in all of your podcast readers and catchers and slingers of uh, choice um but like most people do grab it on like uh either itunes google play or npr one so check us out word again thank you everybody for hanging out tonight thank you for coming back this week uh we're at 811 followers we're we're getting close to our uh, thousand goal. Uh, we may have to push that back until October, but we made some big ground this 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 month. So thank you to everyone who's come through, and we also have just hit fifty two subscribers on Twitch. Woo. So in another uh, another five or six, no, actually another like seven or eight, we'll be able to even at another tier of emotes and stuff like that. So again, let us know what you want our new emotes to be. Uh, hashtag some emote, uh, and then we can figure out what we want to do for the next one. Um, and then we're going to boogie up out of here for episode 192. Thank you all for coming in and hanging out. We say peace. 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 peace.